This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley. And now, here's your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Heart of the Athlete. I'm Tom Doherty, and I'm glad to be back with you. I've been gone for about a month uh, from this show, and Ken Lewis has been doing a great job sharing from the camp they had, and I so appreciate that. But we're starting football season, and we always have a pre-college show, and so we're doing that today. And I brought in a guest who I'll introduce to you in just a moment who's going to help me as we talk and analyze and see where this year's going in college football. But we are so grateful you listen. We're so grateful for the heart of the athlete and for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They continue to touch lives for Jesus Christ. Lives are being changed and affected by the power of the living God through the venue of sports. I tell you what, I've ran into many, many people whose lives have been changed because of things like FCA, things that have changed and opened up doors where people have been able to grow and learn and be about the Lord's business. And we're so grateful for that. We're so grateful for the camp they had that, again, touched and changed lives. I was able to stop over for a day and listen to a, a one of their messages. It was just tremendous. And so anyway... So today I want to thank our sponsors, then we'll get going. I want to thank Mike Verdon Auto and RV Sales. Uh, the Verdon Auto Center is family-owned and operated, used car and franchise RV dealership dedicated to serving Meridian, Boise, and the Treasure Valley. They are just a great staff over there. I know them all very well, and I've got several cars there, and I've actually had friends of mine have got cars there. And they just, they really work hard to try to help you and meet you at your need. And Mike is a great supporter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which I so appreciate. 2653 East Fairview Avenue. If you'd like to give them a call, it's 376 0451. Again, it's 376 0451. And then Hall & Associates is a comprehensive financial service firm that provides asset management services and investment planning services for individuals, trusts, corporate, and qualified pension accounts. Founded in 2007, the Hall & Associates offers professional asset management services to mid-sized investors, primarily in our local community. Over the ensuing years, their highly disciplined approach in equity investing and market evaluation risk management has attracted a number of growing individuals and individual investors and employee benefit plans. A lot of great things happening, and plus, Skip is a great guy and one of the big founders of FCA Idaho, and he supports this show. In fact, he introduces me on this show, and just really thankful for that. And plus, you can tune in at 10, and you can hear Skip's uh, show too. But anyway, support Hall & Associates. And then Jim's Well Drilling. Jim is is really about the best in the business when it comes to well drilling. And not only that, he's honest. You can count on him. Him and his wife, Sherry, have ran the business for years. And they go to uh, Twin Falls, to Sun Valley, to to uh, McCall. They do all sorts of work all around the valley. So if you need a well drilled or know somebody who does, get a hold of Jim's Well Drilling at 870-0733, 870 Three, three. Then finally, Awakenings Coffee Shop, Five Mile Overland. They came on this last year, and they provide uh, uh, drinks, uh, coffee drinks for our uh, guests, and they're just a great bunch over there. Great place to go have fellowship, and sometimes they have entertainment at night, but they have plenty of space. You can study over there, get on your computer over there, enjoy some great coffee along with great cinnamon rolls and other treats that uh, Jeff's wife makes. So stop by Awakenings Coffee Shop. We so appreciate them. 
Well, today in the studio with me, I have my associate pastor at the church I pastor. His name is uh, T.J. Samuelu, and T.J., we call him T.J. because it's Talaloto Elicana Samuelu, Jr., and so we go by T.J. T.J., good to have you. Good to be here. Thank you yeah, for having me. I'm doing pretty good with your name now that nowadays, finally. Yeah, only about a year and a half or so. But yeah, we're good. I'm, I'm getting into it, and of course, TJ is a, has been a was a college athlete and very into sports. And uh, I asked if he would do the preview with me. Dave Schaefer, uh, the radio station manager, was going to join me today, but they've had kind of emergency they're dealing with, and so he's handling that. And TJ's with me, so we're just going to go through and talk about all the the college football, talk about the top twenty five, talk about Boise State, talk about who's playing who. This opening weekend, well, they had five games last weekend, but this is truly the first opening weekend. And so, TJ, I see your favorite team is in the top 25. Yes, they are indeed. In fact, not only in the top 25, they're in the top five. Yeah, it's good to see them back. So who is that? That would be the Trojans of USC. The Trojans of USC. Now, how did you start following USC football? Um, well, growing up being half Samoan, it was just uh, one of those things. When my heyday and, and growing up, I saw some of the greats come through there. So I had Junior Seau, Troy Palomalu, Lofa Tatupu, and the list goes on and on, Ray Maulunga, and, and all these guys that are um, you know, great football players. But also they were kind of the first ones because uh, there's a big Samoan population there when they land off Samoa to land at the West Coast right there. So, Oh, well, that's interesting. And, boy, they, the USC did come on last year, and now after their sanctions and stuff over the years, they have uh, really put put out some players. they got this quarterback. What's his quarterback's name? Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam, yeah, he came in last year and just shocked the world. Yeah, he's really composed, and he can, he's got an arm on him, so it should be good. And they always have a, a penchant to get some talented and fast athletes and see if they can get the ball out there in open spaces and make it happen. And they got their hands full with the Huskies and because and, the Huskies are rated number eight. Absolutely. And so it's going to be an interesting battle. You know, they can come to play each other in playoffs and – and move down the list, but I expect pretty good years out of both of them. You know, so it's well. You know, USC has an interesting game they host this week. They host a very good Western Michigan team. I mean, you can't uh, discount Western Michigan because they're usually pretty good, aren't they? The last few years. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you look at that, and like you said, specifically, you don't want to have a stumble prior to even getting into that already tough Pac-12 schedule. So. You, you want to make sure that you're putting in the time and effort, just like in, in your daily walk. You want to make sure that you're putting in the effort so your foundation is ready and you're sound and that you're not just making a, a Hail Mary, so to speak, when the season starts. Well, that's a good parallel. It certainly is. You know, in our Christian walk that we, we want to be ready for life and what comes our way. And, and of course, uh, you know, that's what you and I teach, and that's what we're about in our in our world is we want people to know Jesus in the best way they know how. And and some of it, there's a lot of there's a lot of sports application that can be made, and that's why the sports world has has grown so much in a sense of spirituality. Is they have chapels, they have all sorts of things going on to try to reach people at the point of their needs, and they're doing a pretty good job of it in in many cases. Well, let's just go down the list real quick. We got we don't have a lot of time, but we've got Alabama, who is perennial power, who is just always there. And Nick Saban is known as one of the greatest coaches of all time. And they have the toughest game to start the year of anybody. They play number three, Florida State. And so one and three, somebody's going to be wiped out probably from winning the national championship, barring everybody else losing. It's going to be very interesting to start the season uh, there. So what are you thinking about that game? 
Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people looked at that and earmarked that, that that might even be, like you said, one of those games that could be the equivalent of what the national championship game could look like. And, um, you know, I do like the playoff format that they have now because, like you said, you can have a stumble and possibly get back in um, because of some of those things. Uh, it's kind of like the redemptive grace kind of clause you know you kind of get a chance at a second chance there sometimes because in the college world right now it's yeah like if you lose years past you'd be gone but the playoffs sometimes give that opportunity for a one loss team and as a college football fan and as a purist you want to see more of those one three matchups you want to see challenging games and see your team laid out on the line you want to see them battle tested before they reach that playoff but in years past, that would be almost, like you said, a death sentence to lose your first game might almost put you out. You might not get back into it. Yeah, this one, though, with Alabama 1, Florida 3, I, I think uh, unless it's a wipe, uh, I think that if it's a close game, the, the loser's not going to fall far. Right. I think they'll probably stay in the top 10, which will put them just right because somebody's going to stumble along the way. You know, an interesting matchup, I think, in uh, is Ohio State is that a much last year a much improved Indiana. Indiana was able to surprise some people, and they're playing at Indiana. And so I know people are saying this might be Ohio State's year, but I'm telling you what, uh, boy, don't be surprised if Indiana doesn't put up a fight. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think the Hoosiers are going to roll over easy on this one. They're not just a basketball school anymore. No, they're not. And then you got Clemson, who we've got uh, Dabo Sweeney, who is a Christian man coaching them, which we always like those Christians in coaching roles because they have such a, a powerful influence. They're hosting Kent State. I certainly expect Clemson to come out of the gates rolling. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been there a couple years now in the playoffs, and you've won it. You, you kind of have some of that pedigree. You know, you talked about Alabama at the top of the list, but uh, Clemson has been making a name for themselves as well the last few seasons. And a team that has come on and surprised everybody after losing everything a number of years ago because of the scandal is Penn State. Penn State looked great last year, and they got great people back. That's why they're rated number six to start the year. And they host the Akron Zips. And, you know, and so that's – I think we're going to see what Penn State's made of out of the – I think there's not anybody that would give Akron the nod on that one, but you just don't know, of course. But I think Penn State's going to look all right. Yeah, I think so, you know, but we do appreciate the Akron. We got to have them uh, for the Potato Bowl not yes. a couple years back. So <laughs> Yeah, they were pretty zippy around here, yeah. And then you got Oklahoma, no more stoops. Uh, no more stoops at Oklahoma, but they still ranked them seven, and they play host to UTEP. And so there's a lot of people high on Oklahoma. I can tell you this, though. I don't care what the situation is. They're always high on Oklahoma. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Even they, they just rank them high constantly. It used to drive me up a wall. Yeah. You know, and everybody thought they'd crush Boise State in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, and then we won that game. Actually, we dominated that game until we made some errors that let them in it, and then we won it on a miracle. But, but it just uh, – they just continue to rank them high. And I don't know what this new coach will be. I think we'll see some, maybe some interesting changes. Yeah. Be interesting to see. You know, you get landscapes, you get different um, philosophies and different sets. We'll see what, what they have. But I agree with you. It's kind of like an unwritten rule that they get ranked fairly high. 
And I think you and I both like the Huskies, and uh, they go to Rutgers. And last year they crushed the Rutgers in in Washington. So Rutgers certainly we're going to be out after them. But boy, Washington looks too old, and their schedule. In fact, I believe Alabama and Washington. Looking at this, in my estimation, looking at the schedules, they both have the best schedules to do have success. They have a great schedule this year, and so that'll it'll be Coach Pete's. Uh, see if the legend of Coach Pete keeps going on. The guy knows how to win. He does, and he gets his teams prepared. So yeah, and they're usually great guys too. I, you know, Coach Pete is awesome. When I used to do some chapels uh, for Ken at Boise State, uh, Coach Pete was always at the chapels. He always is right in the center of that, and I boy always appreciated that. That is, no, that's like you said, and the opportunity to instill and to uh, plant these seeds and, and build character and love into these young men. Man, they have an awesome opportunity to just breathe life into them. Yeah, you know, coaches and those that the lead and and most a lot of these teams chapels are led by FCA people, Fellowship Christian Athlete uh, people, and and just a great opportunity. I know Mark Thornton. Uh, he leads a lot of the chapels for Boise State, and what a wonderful man of God he is. And in fact, his son just retired. It looks like medical retired from uh, the NFL. And but um, Mark, uh, he breathes Jesus into these guys' lives, and it's so good to see. And then you got Wisconsin, number nine, hosting Utah State from our league. And Wisconsin, two years in this new coach. The new coach has done very well. You know, he's he's kept Wisconsin just continuing down the path of greatness. So, yeah. It's been good. It's been, it's been really good to see them, and I know we have a few friends that are uh, fans of them as well as Nebraska, but they have been really excited about this season to see where Wisconsin ends up. Well, you know, I, I'm a, kind of I like Nebraska too, and Nebraska is not in the top 25, but I certainly like them. I like Ry- Coach Riley because Riley's another one of those solid Christian guys. Yeah, just has character, and I and I just always root for Christians in the in the sports field because I just want them to be successful. And uh, but more than that, they're touching lives of kids, right? And it, it's so important in an ego-driven society, especially in sports, to have someone deflect and, and know that I am second to the God that I serve. And uh, Coach right. Riley is just an awesome guy. I got a chance to to meet him and spend some time with him while one of my cousins was his quarterback down at Oregon State when he was down there. And he's such a positive, upbeat, great guy that you can't help but cheer those guys on and just, you know, hope that God just has great things and a platform for them. And that's what FCA gives is a platform as well, just an opportunity to share what God is doing in the midst of what we think is, you know, a horrible thing that God can still have a victory in that for us. Isn't that awesome? It's just awesome. Oklahoma State hosts Tulsa. Oklahoma State's been great for the last few years. In fact, I believe Oklahoma State and Boise State have uh, turnaround games coming up in the next couple of years. And Oklahoma State's scary because they, they're rapid offense and they just really fling it. So I don't think that – I think number 10 Oklahoma State probably will uh, – Tulsa's a good team. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a patsy. So – you know that that should be a good game. Now another one of the marquee matches up the week is number eleven Michigan versus number seventeen Florida. Now I haven't heard a ton about either of them off season, except they just their reputation and you know Jim Harbaugh, uh, Michigan. Just the people they just think they're going to be right there again. And that game, I think it might be at a neutral field. I think I put on here versus when it was a neutral field, but that's going to be an interesting game. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, these type of matchups where you have some of these top 25 teams going, they also have ramifications later on. Like you said, you take it one week at a time, but, you know, Ohio State and all those guys want to see 
where those guys are ranking. You already mentioned uh, USC at four and, and Washington at eight. You always want to know where your conference is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and we're going to have to rapidly move through this. And we got Auburn uh, host Georgia Southern. Everybody's thinking Auburn's going to be back, and Georgia Southern is. They've actually used to be a power in one A, but they have not been quite as good the last few years. So, I would guess that would be a a pretty lopsided win by Auburn, but uh, you never know. And then this one's intriguing because we play BYU. BYU plays LSU, number thirteen LSU. Well, BYU last week, I watched part of that. They beat uh, Eastern Washington twenty to six. It was a lot closer game than people would have dreamed it would have been. So I'm not sure what BYU's made of yet. Eastern Washington may be great, you know. So it's uh, that can be very interesting. And LSU's it's always tough. Yeah, you know, it's just always always tough. And then last week, number fourteen Stanford beat Rice sixty two to seven, and uh, <laughs> but it was like forty to nothing at half or something. It just Stanford again is retooled and. And what well, I guess we'll see where they go. They might fit right into Washington, USC. You know, it's going to be an interesting go in the, in the Pac-12. Right. And then you got Georgia, who hosts Appalachian State. Georgia number fifteen, but Appalachian State's rated number one double A. So you know, you got a very good uh, rated team in the one double A playing a fifteen rated Georgia, and we've seen those upsets before. So this certainly has the makings of being an upset special, but. People are thinking this is the year Georgia's going to return to dominance. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't read that much about it. Do you have any? I don't. I haven't seen much of Georgia either, uh, but I haven't honestly been looking at that. But No, nope. and then you got Louisville and Purdue. Louisville's supposed to be good again and versus the Boilermakers. Uh, I would guess Louisville would, would win that. And then you got Miami host Bethune-Cookman. I just, I know with a name a like Bethune Cookman, I don't know. I would, uh, Miami, I, I kind of root for them now because of the coach that came from Georgia, uh, Richter, is that his name? Uh, coach Richter, and a great Christian man, another great Christian man. And so I always root for him, and I, and that game I think will be a sleeper, but you never know. And then South Florida beat San Jose State last week, 42-22. San Jose State had them in the ropes in the first half and played really well. And then uh, South Florida just opened it up. So I don't know what that's going to look like. I think this week South Florida is going to have a breeze. They play Stony Brook. And again, playing Stony Brook, I would think that they would have a uh, – well, I'm trying to think of a good verb. But they should have a pretty good time and get to play a lot of players. <laughs> and then you got number 20, Kansas State hosts Central Arkansas. Kansas State, they expect to be very good again this year too. I remember the years of their power. You know, they were very good for a long time, then they kind of fell away. But it seems like they're back. Yeah, each each time here in the last couple of years, they've got a ranked team, and they've taken them out. So, Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Then we got Virginia Tech 21 versus West Virginia 22. That's probably the third marquee game, three top 25s. One of those will probably fall out of the out of 25. And so that's, I, I can't even tell you um, who's going to win that game. It looks like it's at a neutral field, too, so it's – that one's going to be a fun game to watch. And you got Texas host Maryland. Of course, new coach at Texas, and uh, they're hosting Maryland. So I Texas would certainly be frustrated if they lost that opening game to Maryland. You know, I think that would get the crowd not happy. But, I, again, I'm not real in-depth on Texas. And this one we are concerned about is Washington State hosts Montana State. Washington State, of course, we play Washington State next week, so we'll be able to see something. But it's that. Washington State, so 
Uh, you'd get Montana State has been a very good team in one double A, so it'll be interesting. But boy, I, people are really high on Washington State. I just it's the offense, you know. They, they put offense. up points in a hurry. <laughs> it is, and the last tw- top twenty-five team before we talk about Boise State is 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 Tennessee versus Georgia Tech. Tennessee has come on, and we man, Tennessee was pretty good last year, and they played a Georgia Tech team. Georgia Tech's hard to defend because of that triple option, and they're just very interesting. The things that have caused Georgia Tech issues over the years has been fumbling, because you just toss the ball here and there and everywhere. And but Tennessee, they have they've got some great people back. So anyway, we'll see what happens there. Well, that's the top twenty-five in a nutshell. We got a few minutes left, so I thought we'd talk about uh, Boise State for a few moments. Uh, Boise State, of course, hosts Troy. Now, people, if you're out there thinking, hey, this is going to be a walkover, you are crazy. Because if it is, that means Boise State's very good. Because Troy was 10-3 and last year, won their bowl game. They lost a number one Clemson by six points. Troy has 17 of 22 starters back. They have everything tooled to have an incredible team. Boise State has a lot of brand-new starters, new dimension, and so all we have is the blue on our side. So what is this going to look like? I don't know. But I do like the looks of our backup quarterback. We got this quarterback from Kansas that is supposed to be phenomenal, and he transferred, played 18 games for Kansas, rushed for 500-some yards. He ran a 4.540. The guy is with the, probably the second fastest guy on the Boise State team. They say he's going to bring a new dimension. And if something happens to Ripken, he can step right in. Wow. And Ripken, they're high as a kite on. They think this could be his breakout year. But, you know, you got to have everybody else around you. Right. You know? you got some of your boys on Boise State, I know, on the defense. Yeah, there's uh it's good to follow some of the the polys that they have, uh the Polynesians that they have playing for Boise State. It's kind of nice to see some of that island flavor coming around. Well, that Dave Moa is supposed to be amazing. He's got a great motor on him. That kid just never stops from sideline to sideline when he's roving around in the middle of the field. He's tough. <laughs> I've even named TJ after him because we have a we do a skit at church sometimes with TJ and my Youth Pastor Max, and, and TJ is always Dr. Moa. That's what we call him, Dr. Moa. <laughs> so little does uh, he know he has a namesake you know, there. But, yeah, Boise State games will be very interesting. I hope you guys can get out and watch it. We're going to be up in the mountains at a, at a retreat, so we're going to miss it, but we'll watch it on TV. And so uh, we just need people there in the stands. So get out and watch watch the game. And, you know, the Vandals, they start their season too. They're, they're coming up. And, you know, I expect uh, – I expect the Idaho Vandals to be much better this year. The year before they go into the uh, um, the other league, they go back to the Big Sky, which I think they're going to do very well in the Big Sky. But they did very well in Sunbelt last year, so I'm I'm interested to see what that looks like. You know, so go Vandals, uh, tear it up. They play Sacramento State uh, tomorrow night, actually at seven o'clock. Excuse me, not tomorrow night. Would have been last night. TJ and I are doing this show on Thursday, so it's uh, or on Wednesday, and so this game is on. Uh, I think this game is on Thursday night. Then, so it'll be done by the time you listen to this show. But I expect Idaho to pull that off. So I hope I predicted that correct. Then the next week they go and uh, they play U- uh, UNLV, 
and that will be a very good test to see where the Vandals are at. But go Vandals, go Broncos. You know, we vote for our teams. I'm excited to see what's going to happen this year. We hope Boise State can climb back in the top 25. But when you got a murder schedule like us, Troy first game, and then Washington State second, then you got BYU within the top five at BYU. You got New Mexico at home when New Mexico is so much improved. It's going to be a tough year for Boise State. Don't forget State. Virginia as well. Oh, yeah, Virginia. I went fourth game. Yeah. yeah you got Virginia at home and you Minden Halls and I have those guys ready. You know, you know that. So it's going to be an interesting year for Boise State. And I, I think a lot of people's expectations aren't as high as they've been in the past. But it'll sure be great if they can win and we can continue to that tradition. But see what happens. Well, TJ, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And folks, get out there. Support the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Support our sponsors, Mike Verdon, Auto and RV Sales, and, and Skip Hall and Associates, Jim's Well Drilling, The Awakening Coffee Shop. Without these guys, we're not on the air. More than that, serve your God, love your God, encourage your kids, be involved with the things of God. Support the Fellowship of Christian Athletes because it is making a difference in this lost world. Lord bless you. Have a great day. Have a great day.